Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me yet again today is Mr. Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know why? Because it's Friday. It is Friday. You know what last Friday was? Force Friday? Yes. (laughs) That's why you're doing so good. Oh, yes. Tell me about it. Oh, man. I'm sure you were out and about at midnight. I was, and before midnight even, too. (laughs) Um, On the prowl. (laughs) So it was actually a really fun time. Uh, My wife joined me, uh, and she went out with me and helped me get a few things. Actually, she helped me secure something for you as well. Yes. uh, That without her, you would not have gotten. Yes, much thanks to her for that. So uh, it was a good time. Uh, We went to Target, and we got there about probably 10.30 or so. And, you know, they have the store decked out. They had this big, you know, standee of a Wookiee up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, you know, the doors had used the force to open the door. They had stormtroopers on there. They had this big four-foot plush Wookiee that they were giving away. <laughs> That's um, excellent. So it was a good time. The people that we were in line with, uh, once you got inside the store, they actually had you lining in through some of the aisles. And they were pretty cool. In fact, there were a couple other podcasts that were out. That's what you said. Yeah. So uh, the first one that I ran into, who actually got in line uh, after my wife and I, were Star Wars Nerds Unite podcast. So give Very a shout out to them. Exactly. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Star Wars Nerds Unite. Uh, they're in a local podcast at Star Wars. It's pretty cool. And they talk about, you know, the comic books. They talk about uh, Star Wars in general, as well as the books and the movies, TV shows, what have you. Uh, so it's uh, a complete Star Wars podcast. And then the other podcast is also a complete Star Wars podcast. It's called Coffee with Kenobi. Um, so there were a few representatives Love from Coffee name. with Kenobi. It's actually a pretty good name. Uh, they were decked out in their shirts. I think there were about three or four of them there. And I uh, got to meet some of them and talked briefly with them. And it was a pretty cool uh, little thing. The the two Star Wars guys, podcast guys were actually talking and got together and did a few things. I kind of stayed quiet in the background because we're not we're not exclusively Star Wars, so this was a Star Wars night. I just kind of faded off and I'll let them go. I thought there might be a brawl to start Uh-oh. between the two of them, uh, but no, it was, it was pretty good. Um, were they in Jedi robes? No. In oh, fact, uh, there surprising. was nobody dressed up that I saw there, although at Toys R Us there were some stormtroopers from the 501st. Uh, there was actually an R2-D2 there as well from the R2-D2 Builder Club here locally. <laughs> That's excellent. So uh, it was a good time. Uh, Target, I have to give a shout-out to them because they did a really good job with you know getting everything organized, displays up, everything was good, um, organized. People didn't go crazy. Must uh, have some employees that are Star Wars fans there, huh? Oh, I think so. And they cared. Definitely, I think so. So I was able to get pretty much everything I was looking for that night. Uh, Target... They ran out of Captain Phasma and a couple of the troopers before I could get to them. So we went and stopped by Walmart just to see what they had off uh, as well on our way home. And they had a pretty impressive display, too. They had a table and everything set up back in the back with a lot of uh, the cardboard, you know, mm-hmm. you know, makeshift shelving with all sure. the toys in it. They also had cupcakes for the Star Wars fans and stuff that they were giving away. Uh, they had a, a Kylo Ren standee and some other stuff out there you could take your That's picture awesome. with and things. So... Uh, you know, I didn't make it to Toys R Us, but, you know, I saw some pictures from there, too. I really have to say these these retail outlets were pretty cool with, you know, putting the events on and uh, being able to actually support the, the launch of the new Star Wars toys. It's completely different than what you've been used to as far as Star Wars on the pegs because there's, right. like, usually nothing and just not well managed, but... It was, it was cool going to see a fully stocked, fully stocked Star Wars shelf. I Everybody, bet. you know, just checking out the new things. Because, you know, before that, we honestly didn't really know what all was going to be out. Right. So this was really our first look at deciding, okay, do I want this character, this character, whatever. So I got, I got a pretty decent haul. I got Kylo Ren Black Series. I got a Stormtrooper Black Series. I got Finn and BB-8. Or, I'm sorry, Rin and BB-8. Ren, Ray. I can't talk. Too excited. I got Ray and BB-8 Black Series, as well as uh, a die-cast figure set that had four different ships in it. Um, standalone um, TIE Fighter die-cast series. Um, Aftermath book. Um, I got... I got that, too. Yeah. I got Jared and myself a a, a new a copy of the uh, 
the new starter pack for X-Wing. Okay. So it has the two new ships and some new scenarios and stuff from the Force Awakens era. And just, there's some stuff I'm forgetting I know. And then on Force Friday, I was at, I was also, you know, online looking at the different stores. Disney Online offered an elite series of figures. Um, so, and I should have gotten Kylo Ren there as well, but I didn't. I only got Captain Phasma and, like, a small little collection of a couple other ones. Sure. But uh, Captain Phasma is amazing, uh, my yeah. little elite series. It's a die-cast figure um, that you've probably seen at my desk if you've wandered by recently. But it was really cool to get that and be able to check it out. Uh, also... As part of the Star Wars, you know, commotion, um, I'll just go into what I've been entertained by. There you go. Because I Besides also... Besides Star Wars? Well, no, this is including Star Wars because I have been entertained by Star Wars audio. Because <laughs> last week you remember that I said that I had started and got close to finishing Dark Disciple. Yep. Uh, the, the book that is part of the new Star Wars canon that takes place in the Clone Wars era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished that audiobook. It's a good little uh, listen, actually. I, I quite enjoyed it. Thinking back on it, I thought it was a good story. So I recommend that if you're looking for a something in the new Star Wars canon to listen to or to read, Dark Disciples worth a worth a look. Um, I still want to check out Lords of the Sith. That's probably going to be next because I've already listened to the entirety of Aftermath, the new Star Wars book that just released. It's crazy that you're done already. <laughs> but that was an interesting book. Uh, has we'll, we'll we'll discuss that later on. Sure. But it was uh, pretty interesting kind of showing some of the the way that the galaxy is now after the, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and things like that. So table setting, a lot of the right. stuff. There is, uh, I think, the final, one of the final scenes talks about Jakku. So, okay. so kind of, you know, bringing in some of Good. that stuff. Does it get you pumped for Episode 7? Oh, dude, I'm already pumped for Episode 7. Well, I mean, th- does it bring a little bit uh, the story in perspective about what to expect from episode seven or how how involved is it are you glad that you read it and you have that backstory now i'm glad i have the backstory yeah um but what it whether it'll add anything to the movie itself is hard to say because sure i mean it doesn't really talk about luke leia han i mean there's mentions of them um there's no mentions of kylo ren or anything like that so captain phasma is not mentioned but i like they're still keeping us in the dark and yeah way right yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing the movie i i mean i can't be any more pumped at it for it at this point i don't think the one toy that i didn't get that i really want but Uh-oh. it's 150 bucks but man it looks really fun is the the little app controlled bb-8 droid oh yeah that by sphero you told me, yeah oh that oh, thing looks man. amazing it lights up makes noises <laughs> it has like a patrol mode and everything that's awesome i really want to get it but i just couldn't bring myself to pay 150 bucks for, for it it's pretty steep yeah Maybe one day. Maybe, you know, holiday time comes around. Maybe I don't know. Isn't that one something. of those things that might cost more money in the long later, run? right? Possibly. it's like a collector's item. It could be. But I would think that by the time the movie comes out, if I don't get it by the time the movie comes out, I probably won't get it because it'll probably be it'll probably collector's thing at that point. Because he'll get more popular. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, you know, I, I had the opportunity to click, you know, order on Force Friday for it because mm-hmm. that was before... You know, everybody knew that it was out. Sure. And I was like, oh, 150, no. But going back, if I... Because now I can't order it anywhere. Oh, jeez, because it's sold out everywhere? Yeah. Oh, my. But, you know, if I could go back, I'd probably go ahead and order it, just to, just to order it. And then uh, if I see it pop up, I'll probably bite on it. I mean, even if you returned it just so you had it. Yeah, just to, so, I mean? you know, play with it, see what Absolutely. my dogs do. <laughs> see what your dogs do. Yeah. But I don't think I would return it, because that's just a really cool little toy, a yeah. little little thing to have. So I'm looking forward to, to really seeing how BB-8 shakes out in the new movie. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. So let's let's keep it on the Star Wars side of things. Please. With entertainment stuff. Absolutely. So I, you know, shot. I mentioned the uh, uh, Dark Disciple and Aftermath. Listen to both of those. Right. And then I I shouted out you know Star Wars Nerd Unite podcast as well as Coffee with Kenobi. Coffee um, with Kenobi. Love the, that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool that they're local here for us and. Uh, that their Star Wars specific podcasts, which by the way, another Star Wars specific podcast is Holocron Council, where you can hear my dulcet tones talking about the Star Wars comics currently. Very cool. So uh, it's just really cool to have everything on Star Wars because I also finished all this, the both the two Star Wars campaigns on Disney Infinity 3.0. Already? Well, they're small. They're, Did you play as Kenobi? 
Well, I've played and as then all it was of them. super short? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of cool because you got all the figures, right? And you can unlock using your different figures. You put them right. in a little portal and they can play in there. And so, they're, what are they called again? They're Disney Infinity figures. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a nickname for them. Yes, you do. Okay. So it's it was fun because towards the end of the uh, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Twilight of the Republic campaign, which I said, I kind of spoke in, in haste last week when I said that they started, they skipped episode one. Yeah. It's it's more set in the Clone Wars than it is on any of the movies. Sure. So which, it doesn't I mean, really... that's a, a big event. Yeah. In that time, so. Yeah, so it makes it's, it makes sense to, for the time period that it's in. The Ahsoka characters are really cool with the two lightsabers, mm-hmm. but I was using the Kanan figure towards the end. Okay. And he's from Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. He has a blaster like Luke, and also a lightsaber, and I was fighting Darth Maul at the end. It just, it was cool. It was awesome. And it added a different level to things that was pretty neat. So he's got a lightsaber in one hand and a blaster in the other. Pretty much. That's pretty cool. Pretty, uh, pretty cool, yeah. So... I played through that. I think I streamed the whole thing on my Twitch channel, so you can probably find if you want to watch the the entirety of the campaigns mm-hmm. uh, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash spiderjedi, if you're interested. And I got I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I probably have. You, you know that sometimes I'll break into an Emperor Palpatine voice, and it's just, I, you know, yes. I, the Emperor Palpatine is one of my favorite characters. Mostly for poetry, but yes. Mostly for poetry, <laughs> yes. But uh, Sam Witwer... He voices Darth Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, (laughs) Darth Sidious, whatever. Uh, He voices Palpatine in the game Disney Infinity, Mm -hmm. as well as he voices him on the Star Wars Rebels TV show. Right, and you said he was He is amazing. amazing. I just got to give him another shout out because he also voices Darth Maul in both the Clone Wars and the Disney Infinity. He is really good. His voice acting on both of those characters is spot on. So is he a Star Wars fan? Yeah. He's got to be, right? Yeah, I he mean, is. to master all those different voices. Yeah, and that's he's I I've heard people talk about him and how he goes in depth on the different movies and just talking about, you know, speculations on what ifs and this and that uh, in the Star Wars galaxy and the canon. Yeah. And actually he's been on uh, we had Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio on one of our entertaining chats recently, and he's been on with Rebel Force Radio doing commentaries for, you know, all six films right. for Star Wars and just talking about them and speculations, so He's always fun to listen to. Very, very entertaining, if I can, if I do say so myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'll break away now from Star Wars for a bit. Aww. It'll probably seep back in, I'm sure. But yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as other things that I've been entertained by, I've been playing a couple games. One I'm sure we've been playing, uh, well, I know we've been playing, is Madden 16. Of course, of course. Our, our connected franchise continues. Yeah, I lost yesterday. Against? The Raiders. Yeah, about that. Can't believe I just said that on air. And the the Rams beat the Packers. And I beat the Packers, but I lost to the Raiders. <laughs> How do you lose to the? I don't even know. Rough game. That, that's that's bad management. Who's yeah. your manager? Mm-hmm. You, I you... I fired the coach already. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been playing that. We've we've talked about uh, Madden enough in the past couple of weeks, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it'll mention it as we go in the season. Football started last night as we oh. record this. Um, I got a little taste of football. Of course, there's already controversy because it was a Patriots game, and the Steelers listened to the Patriots radio broadcast oh and all boy. that stuff. It Here just, we go again. You know, it's uh, always something <laughs> anymore with the NFL, one thing after another. And, of but, course, they're going to be in the spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, because it's them. But yeah. uh, it was all in all, it was a good game last night. I enjoyed it. I don't know if it was because I was just so excited about football mm-hmm. being back on, but I was I was really interested in the game. Like more so than the score would have showed at certain times in the game. Yeah. But I was very interested. In it. I'm just I'm glad football's back. Oh yeah, I'm super excited for Sunday. Oh I don't know if I'll be able to watch the Rams. I don't know if they're going to broadcast them locally. It usually, always happens that Bears games are at the same time as Rams games, and they show Bears over Rams around here. Do you, so. Don't you play at three o'clock this this Sunday? I don't even know. I think you do. They may not even broadcast because we it. play at noon, so we might, you might get it locally. If they do, I'll be happy. But yeah. I, I doubt it because they they don't they don't think there's any Rams fans around here in Central Illinois. They think they're all <laughs> south. So, uh, but other than that, I've been playing a ton with a capital T O N of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, you were going to say Destiny? I got really excited. <laughs> no, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. That game is immense, it is big, it is gorgeous, 
it is not my game of the year as of yet. It's it's up there in the top three, definitely. But Witcher Three is still my game of the year contender so far, and I don't think I see this game dethroning it. But you never know. I am only twenty five percent through total completion of the game so far. Wow! And I've spent probably fifty hours in the game. And that was a big. That was my. I mean, I'm not a single player person, but you gave me a, one of those articles to read that was listing a review, and that was like literally the only con that they said was that the story. The, the gameplay was too short, but 50 hours, yeah that doesn't sound like it. 50 hours at 25%, I got another 50, I, mean, I got another 150 to go at this point. You only really got 10 more hours to go, and you got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other games, the story would be way over by now, <laughs> if there was one. Right, there's other features of those games, I'm sure, that you can play. <laughs> so, but Metal Gear is pretty fun. It's it's just really fun going around sneaking, trying not to be spotted, just surveying and everything. that's a majority, that's a big part of the gameplay, right? Yeah. Stealth. Stealth. I mean, you can go all out and be crazy Rambo, Rambo if you want to. Yes. But, like, I like to play things where it's, you know, stealth and not seen. I've Tactical, always loved it. Strategic. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you there, definitely. So, you we know, you try to... on something. I know, it's And crazy. we said Rambo at the same time. I don't know if you caught that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I think we've been podcasting for too long. <laughs> it's, it's getting to that point. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool because, you know, you, there's like missions, tons of side missions, mm-hmm. just tons, that you can go on this map and you just scope out like a, a an area to rescue a prisoner or capture a certain soldier because he has a skill or rescue sheep. It's fun. There's there's a lot of little quirky things in there because, you know, the the creator of the game said that, it, you know, take breaks from the game because if you just do the missions... No, seriously, because if you just do the missions and you can you can become stressed out about it if you, if you let yourself. So you want to make sure that you do the goofy side plots, that you just right. go around and... Because there's a lot of stuff that can detract you a little bit, but it's not... So it's a game that has serious parts, has super serious crazy parts, and then has just funny parts. That's funny. So that's it's good. good. That's a good balance, right? And the missions, are they are they difficult? Do they you, can be. I mean, have you what happens? Do you have to repeat them several times? A few I've had to, yeah. Good. Good. So and, and you can go back and replay any mission you want to. Like let's say you did it and you got like a, a B rating, but you're like, man, I could do better, I can get an A or sure. I can get an S. So you can go through and try to get like, you know, perfect no stealth, no kills mm-hmm. or anything like that. Which is what I always try to do because I think it's fun to go through a game to try to, you know, just be stealth, never be sure. seen, never be, you know, never never raise the alarm. Uh, you can go through and there's there's going to be like little radio comms equipment that you can destroy so they can't contact other bases to send reinforcements or contact headquarters to let them know that there's someone around. That's fun. It's, it's cool. Are you doing it on a particular difficulty? No, it's, there is no it's difficulty. Just, that's just it's the just way that the game. it is. Yeah. Okay. Which I honestly love that i prefer i do i do too as well right because then you can you know compare against somebody else Mm -hmm. because you're all playing on the same the same i was playing on extreme mode and yeah man i was doing that triple prestige hardcore dude everybody how everybody comes up and they're like oh yeah i'd I'd be halo on legendary yeah right i did a long time ago here we go long time ago (laughs) but i can't do it now because i tried i i am too old i did i yeah, I got maybe like five minutes into it, and I was like, "This is stupid." I mean, I got <laughs> I got like halfway through the game, and I'm just like, I got to a point where I was like, "If I don't knock this difficulty down to like legendary or uh, heroic, heroic or like, something, yeah, I just even... I don't I won't find enjoyment because I don't like a lot of people anymore like games where you die a lot, like Dark Souls or something. But I'm not into that. No, it's, I find that frustrating. Yeah. But so there's my entertainment for the week, and I've been talking for far too long at this point. So, Alex, what you even got going well, on? That's good that you've been talking. I uh, Again, I don't have much. Uh, my fiance is back in town, so we've been spending time together. Um, she's been she's never seen the TV show Friends, and they recently added that to, not recently, it's the beginning of the year, but they added that to Netflix, so we've been going through that. Um, still watching Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they added, I don't know if anybody is interested, they added Blacklist Season 2. On Netflix, I'm pretty nice. excited about that. I, I could have watched it on Hulu, but watching you know a group of episodes at a time, I, I wanted to wait until they were all so I could binge watch. So I'll probably start the second season pretty soon. Um, and then the, the biggest thing that I've been entertained by is that uh, it was the eighth, so it was Tuesday. Uh, Destiny had 
the biggest update that they've had so far was 17 gigs. I, was, I thought you were going to say story. Biggest update with story. No. no. <laughs> they haven't, haven't, haven't seen the story yet. But uh, basically they made all of the user interface changes and they got um, a lot, if not all, I'm not sure what else is going to be unlocked with the expansion, but most of the expansion changes have been made already and implemented in in Destiny. And the expansion comes out officially on Tuesday to unlock the new content, but they completely redid the, the light system, the leveling system. Um, there's even new maps that you can play. You don't even have to have the expansion. Um, but it takes quite a while to download all these changes. And most of the changes are really cool. You know, if they're... If it if this DLC opens up mm-hmm. with a cutscene of Liam Neeson calling the king and telling him he's about to be taken, I will. Oh, I would, would love be this. Hilarious. He's like, listen to me very closely. You're about to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they have like a voiceover for whoever is doing the taken king. He's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would be great. So if if that was how this game opened up for the DLC, I would be sold and I would play it with you oh, again. Man. Actually, in fact, uh, I was talking to one of my friends here uh, who I played with before uh, on Destiny when I played it a lot. Yeah. Uh, that if he got the DLC, I too would get the DLC and I right. would play again. So we'll have to see if I come out of retirement. But I'm I'm sure that uh, if I do, you and other people that have listened to the show. Are gonna we be, will uh, rejoice. Are going to be dumbfounded to see me on Destiny and the dancing on the <laughs> moon or whatever. And I think it's pretty cool that they're actually implementing all of these changes just for their regular users. You don't have to have the Taken King expansion to get the Taken King, like most of the user interface. Every time I say Taken King now, I'm just going to think of Liam Neeson calling him. The King. <laughs> Destiny. The, the new expansion. I, I just think it's really cool, right? Because we played a lot of... Uh, multiplayer in the last couple days and there's a lot of new maps there's at least four or five new maps that i mean i didn't pay for you know what i mean it's just it's nice to see that you don't have to pay you paid for it with your time right only 500 hours but (laughs) so worth it it's 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 really good and i I don't know anybody that's been detracted from it uh for whatever reason i'd say maybe if you still have it pop it in and give it another try and see what you think of the new changes very cool. Anything else? Not from this side. Not from this side. Nice. So I have one other thing that I've been kind of entertained by that I just wanted to talk to you about. Just get your gut reaction. Sure. Did you get a chance to hear about any of the stuff from Apple's event uh, this week? Oh, uh, I did a little bit of uh, of research just into the iPhone 6s um, because I'm thinking about making the switch to iPhone from Android, and I can't believe I'm saying that. They have an app now that will help you do that, that I, they announced as well, that I you can download from the Google Play Store. I see that as well, yep. <laughs> well, and that's kind of a big deal for, I mean, somebody like me and, and maybe lots of other people, but it's just I want a phone that's going to last me years. I'm tired of having to upgrade because it's slow or it crashes or it freezes, and that's kind of what I've had to do with Androids for the past, you know, four or five years. I like the open source format of it, but... It, you know, I've been using an iPad for a while for work, and I just, I'm used to the operating system now. I think I can handle it. So now you've like contrasted between, you know, the Android experience and the Apple experience, and you're kind of starting to see why people might like the Apple experience. Well, right. I mean, it's it's simplistic, and you, you, I mean, obviously you can't do as much as on an Android, but getting to know the operating system, I can find a way to do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's just not as it's, it's easy. Different. Yeah, it's just not as, yeah, it's just, so... Um, just taking a look at the hardware, it looks it looks really solid. Yeah, um, it looks pretty impressive. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have a six plus already, I would get a six S plus. That's a mouthful, isn't it? 6S the iPhone six S plus. Six S plus Hyper Alpha Super Hydro yeah. Edition. Harman Kardon Edition. <laughs> Jeez. Um, unless, you know, the phone was just one part of it. They also announced the new iPad Pro, right? Or as I like to call it, the Microsoft Surface Pro three. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it is. <laughs> Exactly the same thing. It's so what's the difference between is the operating system now, does it no longer have a mobile iOS operating system? No, it's still system? iOS. So what's what makes it pro? It's a little bit bigger um, and, yeah, a little bit lighter. Um, so pro usually indicates performance in some way. Yeah, it's a little bit more powerful, but it's just 
like the design of it, you look at it, and there's a comic that I that I saw the other day, and I I think I tweeted it out. That was like you know three years ago when yeah. Microsoft announced the Surface. People were like, "Boo, my iPad's better." Mm-hmm. And now three years later, you look at a side by side comparison of the two units. Yeah. And it's just like it's the same thing, except yeah. now you can buy a pencil for a hundred dollars, where it came with a stylus on the Surface, <sighs> and you got to pay a hundred and sixty something bucks for the kickstand slash keyboard for the iPad, where it's like a hundred and twenty, I think, for that. Surface, but I mean it's comparable, and you know, to each their own. It's like you said with iPhone and uh, uh, Android, is it's just different ways to do the same things. Yeah, and some people just prefer the Apple, you know, aesthetic. I guess it's true. It's true, and and you know what? Actually, in terms of the physical appearance of the phone, I prefer iPhone's design. It's 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 designed in California. It's in every box. Yeah, and and it's it's solid construction. You know what I mean? And with the new steel, the the reinforced glass. (laughs) On it this year, for the 6S, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a solid phone. And I know that if I get it, I'm going to be able to count on it for at least several years. And that's appealing. And they hold their value just, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So well, they have like, the new program. Yeah, and they have the new program too where it's like, I don't remember what the cost is. but $27 for a base price. For the base 6S. Base 6S. And then it's 32 if you want... Like the uh, that the twenty seven was just if you want to buy the unlocked iPhone you pay the monthly fee, um, and it's just that's it that's what you get it's like a financing option like the Verizon Verizon Edge or AT and T Next, um, and then the thirty two dollars which would be an extra five dollars a month would also include Apple Care mm-hmm. and the ability to send your iPhone in and get the new iPhone model every year which that's no brainer Apple Care itself everybody is, does yeah. anyway. It's it's honestly about time that they did this because yeah. people have been doing this for a while, and now, yeah, you could keep your phone, but like you could keep it and pay it off and just have it if you really like your phone and you don't see the need for upgrading, right? Which makes sense, but being able to go to the new one every year, yeah. I haven't owned a phone in I don't know probably four or five years. Because it's always on a lease through Verizon Edge, and then when I want a new one, I just edge up. Just turn in the old one, get a new one, I just continue to pay it like a, like just my regular monthly bill. Yeah. So I, for Apple, most Apple users want the new one every year anyway, and they find some way to get it, even if they're not eligible, because right. they, you just want the new one, right? Yeah. This I used just, to be like that, too, like yeah. finding the way, like, is my contract up? I got this much. How Maybe can I, can... I work it? What do I need to pay off to get the upgrade now? You like know? If I pay 30 bucks here, I yep. can get it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think a lot of Apple users are going to be happy, and they're going to benefit from that. And I think Apple benefits from it well, too, right? Because a lot of their phones' parts are reused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, because they'll be able to use it as a refurbish or... You know, whatever they pick right. the part out and use it, the data chip and something else, whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. And instead of getting that bigger payment for the actual, the base payment for whatever it is for the phone itself, they either lock you into a monthly payment for a really long time or they get another big payment initially for that phone. Now once a year instead of, you know, once, two, three years. So mm-hmm. I think it benefits everybody all the way around. Yeah. So it's it was definitely pretty cool to see that with the new pricing structure. Um, but the Pro, man, the iPad Pro, yeah. that's a little bit of a letdown. I didn't look into the specs of it, but I mean, if I'm it's thinking okay. iPad Pro, I would have wanted two things. And I'm not saying the iPad I, iPad Air 2 is what I am using, and I think it's great. It runs fast. I like the operating system. But if I'm thinking of an iPad Pro in comparison to the latest iPad out, I'm wanting it to run a desktop version of Mac, mm-hmm. and then I want a USB port. Yep, there's still no USB port and still a mobile version. Yep. But speaking of OSs, they developed a new OS for the new Apple TV that's coming out. Oh, boy. So TVOS. TVOS. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a radio station or something, doesn't it? You are now listening to TVOS. Exactly. Um, it's So it looks okay. It's like 169 bucks or 159 Ooh, bucks. That's pretty pricey. 149 bucks. I wish they would have kept the $99. Well, the six, there's still a $69 one out there. It's like the old generation, oh, but now really? there's the okay. new one. And it has 32 gigs of storage. There's a $200 one that has um, 64 gigs of storage, which I don't know. That would be like if you download a game or something and you want it locally. Oh, but for okay. most stuff, if you stream, I was going to say, fine. what would you use storage for? Well, it's all going apps now. Yeah, so it's all going apps. You could have a ton of apps on it. And it looks fine. Uh, there's some cool features, but it, it's very reminiscent of Alexa on, sure. on the um, 
Amazon's Fire TV stick where you can talk to the remote and have it do stuff for you. Yeah. And you're talking to Siri on the remote. You can there there are some cool features they showed like what did she say? Where you can it'll reverse back for like 15 seconds, mm-hmm. put on subtitles temporarily so you can listen to what they said. So it kind of there are some cool features, some interesting stuff, but in all, I mean, it's not what I'm looking for. When I was when I heard that they were going to do Apple TV, I wanted them to find a way to to get broadcast. Yep. NBC, ABC, stuff like that. I I don't know how, but through the device. Yep. So one day I'm sure that they'll figure it out. And I think this is a huge step towards it because the hardware that they're putting out is beefy for what this is going to be doing initially. So I'm sure within a year or two it's going to be completely different anyway. Because we want that integration between live TV and then this apple tv operating system while you can you can make these devices but like the biggest issue at least that i have is that i gotta switch inputs if Mm -hmm. i want to watch this and then i want to do this that's why i like the xbox yeah because the xbox running the tv through that only thing is the xbox isn't mobile it's not you know what i mean it there there's still a gap in that market where they they need something like the apple tv or the roku that integrates that live tv with like an hdmi pass-through or whatever but it's like it's mobile version. Like I mean, hell, I'd even settle for um, the Fire Stick or the Chromecast having memory, like you know, storage memory inside the unit, and I could store videos and stuff like that. So Microsoft is doing that with what's the device called? Xbox. Well, um, with no, the so HDMI pass through on the live TV. Well, they're doing the. So here's what they're doing is over the air. So if you get the over the air tuner, right. which is what I use, and you have that plugged in. They're going to unlock DVR functionality okay. uh, on the Xbox One coming this fall. But it, so it can only record live over the air, right? So if, right. if I have like a Comcast subscription, I can't use that pass-through Correct. and record it. So, but Comcast, you should have a separate app anyway, like an Xfinity app that you can access your stuff. Right. The only difference would be like if I, if I didn't have to pay extra for that DVR machine, right. the DVR receiver box, mm-hmm. and I could just get the basic one, use the HDMI pass-through, and use the DVR functionality on the Xbox. Right, which there's, but, there's probably something you could do to, to figure that out, but uh, Microsoft's going to be doing the thing where if you have the over-the-air tuner, so it goes through that, mm-hmm. and you have the DVR set up, you'll yep. be able to record live TV, then send that to your mobile Windows device. Oh, okay. And take that recording with you. Kind of like the Xbox streaming, but yeah. in a reverse way. Well, it's still going to be pulling the data from your Xbox, but it'll just yeah. load it onto your smartphone. That's cool. Or your Surface tablet or whatever. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to check that out when it actually comes out. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So that was the, the interesting stuff from the Apple event. Mm-hmm. But let's get into yes the, the meat and potatoes of today's discussion. Alex, join me as we begin... Our journey. Oh, love the word choice. Let's take a look at our entertaining thoughts. begins when you watch this movie because we've seen it probably a number of times before but when you watch this movie recently for for our discussion was it better worse or the same than you remembered it being it was better same here it gets better every time i watch it why do you think that is i think it's because we're more we look at the finer parts of the story but so we look at the finer parts of the story, yeah, and it's it's got a good story. It's got excellent acting, obviously great directing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have all these other superhero movies and TV shows that have come out since this Batman Begins movie. Uh, we've been inundated with right. superhero movies like three or four times a year at this point. But at this point, when it came out, no, though, at this point, yeah, yeah. But so now we're looking back with our with our recent knowledge of right. what's come with Winter Soldier, with Avengers, and things like that. Um, with Man of Steel came out after this and things but you still look back right at mm-hmm. Batman Begins and 
it stands up and is superior to some of the more recent movies that came out. I would agree. It's it's still up there in my top, you know, five or whatever. Um, but I don't know what it is. It's just it's a good all around movie, and unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people appreciated it for what it was at the time. At the time, no, because in fact, I remember not really liking this movie that much. Right. Honestly. Same. And I, I thought like, eh, whatever. But going back to it now, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I didn't like about it at the time, yeah. because it, it's. I love the Ra's al Ghul character in this portrayal by Liam Neeson. Really good. I know you like Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson's he's he's a great actor. Um, Qui Gon Jinn. He he trained Batman and Darth Vader. Just just so you know. <laughs> so, you know, you you look at with with Batman Begins. Before this, it was the last Batman movie was Joel Schumacher's. Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and George Clooney in the nippled Batman suit. And, yeah. And that's why I think it took... That one came out in, like, late 90s, right? Yeah, I think it was that, late 90s. That's why it took, you know, several years for them to get a reboot going because of the failures of not only Batman and Robin, but I think Batman Forever was also quite a failure as well. Or wasn't there two after Batman Forever? No, it was, or was, it it was just Batman, Batman Returns, or Keaton, yep. then Forever was Val Kilmer, and then right. Clooney was in Robin. Okay, that's right. So, you know, I wonder... At this point, what people were really expecting when they came in and saw this movie, because coming from the Schumacher movie, mm-hmm. the complete different. Absolutely, this it's is night. It's night and day. It is dark night and day. <laughs> I was waiting for you to <laughs> <Okay>. go there. <laughs> so, you look at this movie, right? And how do you view it as a whole? So, um, here, here's what I mean by that. So, when I look at this movie. In fact, the whole Dark Knight trilogy, as we'll be discussing, it's an opera. And that became right. very clear to me during this viewing. Because it, it, it's such an opera by the way that it has the tragedies, it has the crescendos and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Even the score by Hans Zimmer is, mm-hmm. a complete, is a complete ambient score. But if you listen to it, it's very reminiscent of operatic music. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that it, it just tones everything. Yeah. Some people really don't like, and this is probably the first example of this that I can think of off the top of my head, this type of music. Because basically all it is, is your Batman theme went from, you know, from 89 right. to like, Danny. Yep. I mean, t- two notes now. Superman is the same thing. Hans Zimmer also did that music. I like listening to Hans Zimmer music, honestly. He has a lot of interesting stuff. When I first got the soundtrack, too, I was just disappointed listening to it because I was looking for those themes. I was looking right. for those tones. But the more that I've probably grown and, you know, broadened my, my, my horizons, let's say, it actually stands up really well by listening to it on its own, but even better as a, a score piece for this. I mean, he's nowhere close to, like, a Williams level or anything like that. Or it's completely different. It's completely different in the way he uses his tones and his yep. music in this particular set of films to tell his story. And I think you're right. I think it's the tone of the score, the tone of the way that the movie is filmed. It's darker. It's more realistic. You, you know what I mean? We were used to the lighthearted Jack Nicholson Joker mm-hmm. or the Batman and Robin, the theme song, like you said. It's all a little bit more lighthearted, more of a cartoon superhero type portrayal not a real life vigilante type superhero and i think the tone is what people were not maybe expecting to get because at this point batman's tone i mean regardless of whatever trilogy you're looking at or you know venue it's been that light-hearted tone mm-hmm. and now it's a completely different tone and in a way people were kind of taken aback i think with the first movie yeah and then they started to appreciate it a little more as the as the trilogy went on, but um, I, I think anybody that's seen this this movie, this Batman Begins, you have to go back and watch it again, mm-hmm. especially after you've seen the other two movies, uh, you know, the the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. You have to go back and watch it again because you have to see what the vision was to start the trilogy because you know they were looking at that right. 
And you know what I really wanted to do after finishing watching Batman Begins was watch The Dark Knight uh, Rises, honestly. Oh, okay, skip over Dark Knight? Well, not because, but it's The Dark Knight Rises, from what I remember that, is really a continuation of The Begins story. Because mm-hmm. you look at you know The Dark Knight, it's all about the Joker at that point. Um, and it's that I cannot wait until next week to talk about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but The Dark Knight Rises, if you watch this movie and go straight into Rises, it's a complete narrative. Because with, with the exception of the little homage they pay to um, uh, Harvey Dent, you know, right. and, and, and that's pretty much right. it. I mean, you, you get some story there because of the, the tie ins right. to that one, but, but I mean, overall. That, and we'll talk about this if more you're in a looking weeks. At, if you're looking at the broad picture of Gotham as a city, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, Dark Knight Rises fits more in line with that. Yeah, because it's still you know a continuation of the league. But we'll talk about Rises yes. more in a couple of weeks. It's so, hard once you've seen the other films to just focus on this one right now and pretend that the other two don't exist yet in the I know. World. It's easier when you haven't seen the movies, right? When you're going in. But again, in. That's, that's our point that we're exactly. making, right? It's like when you go back and watch it again. So. And the the question I was going to wonder going into this movie is, does it hold up, right? And But I definitely think it does. And it, and I don't know if it's the way it was shot or the acting, but it was really... I think this is a movie that will endure. Absolutely. Um, movies like Avengers may not endure, honestly. But movies like Batman Begins and these Dark Knight movies, these Nolan mm-hmm. Batman films... Uh, will most likely endure a test of time. Yep. And I think it's probably because the way it's filmed, the practicality of it, you know, the grounding to reality a little bit. But I do have to say... Same thing with, like, the older Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. I do have to say my my gripe, and it has always been my gripe with this trilogy... Uh-oh. ...is the Tumblr. I know it's it's not the popular opinion. A lot of people love it, and they think it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. When I think the Batmobile... I know. I think so of the 1989 cooler. Batmobile. Yeah. The Michael Keaton Batmobile, the Batmobile from the animated series. That's my Batmobile. Which, is that really so much, like, further from the truth? Is that so much harder to believe that it would look like that? The Tumblr? As, no, like the Batmobile. Is it? Because they're going for a realistic tone here, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they thought that the Tumblr would be a more realistic approach to get the results that Batman wanted as opposed to this fancy Batmobile. You know what I mean? Yeah. But is it really so that much harder to believe? That well, it's not necessarily hard to believe. It's just not practical. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's Batman. I mean, when he's in his Batmobile, he's just zooming around the city trying to get from place to place. He doesn't want this big, thick car <laughs> that takes up two uh, lanes to get through traffic on. Right. I mean, because he'll be you won't be able to do it at that point. Uh, it's, it's fine for utility purposes of, you know, jumping in and out of caves and things yeah. like that, but I, I was just always more of a fan of the, the actual car variant of a, of a Batmobile. I'm with you there. Because, you know, even looking at the Arkham Knight games uh, after that came out after Batman Begins and the Tumblr, most people think that the Tumblr is the coolest thing ever, which is fine. Uh, I don't think it's uncool. I think it has its purpose, but I just don't call it the Batmobile. And I get the reason why they use the Tumblr, right? Because it's supposed to be something that was used in the division of Wayne Enterprises right. that he just kind of incorporated. Which everything is a division of Wayne Enterprises that he just kind of incorporates. Right, but it's like, with that, all his resources and everything like that, you think it would have been okay to just redesign it and maybe look, at, maybe make it not look you know, straight up like the 98 Batmobile? But they could have found somewhere in between. But uh, yeah, well, it's and like I said, like I don't dislike the Tumblr, but I don't think of it as the Batmobile. So when people refer to it as the Batmobile, I I take disagreeance to that. (laughs) But Batman's automobile. (laughs) It's Batman's Dark Knight trilogy four wheeler. (laughs) So let's talk about. The, the whole reveal of Ra's al Ghul, right? Mm-hmm. And how Liam Neeson was Ra's al Ghul all along. What did you think of that? Did you think that that... Going into this the first time, did you know that... I'm trying to remember if I figured it out. Um, at the time, I don't think I would have f- figured it out. But if I could, if I could watch it nowadays <laughs> and forget that I'd seen the movie, mm-hmm. I would have figured out that why is this high-profile actor, Liam Neeson, playing just 
a subservient kicker. role to this Razogul. That's this ran- I mean, I guess it's like, Ken Watanabe. It's, it's not a random Asian guy, but I mean, I don't know. Just the way that the way that they filmed and revealed Razogul was not. It wasn't what you could tell. It the, wasn't him. Just yeah. by the way that there, it was. It was. It was not. There was no climactic at all. It was just. Yeah. There he is. That's not how they would do it. So and I, I do love the way that they started this out, like with him in the in the prison. Absolutely. And because I, I always remember that scene because that was really interesting and opening. You know mm-hmm. that I'm the devil. It's like you're not the devil. You practice. And then the guards take him away for protection. It's like I don't need protection for them. Yeah. And then you see him all laid uh-huh. down on the ground. And that was even before he got the training by Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. It's because that, you know, Ra's lets him it's out. It's just the anger. Mm-hmm. It's the anger that's built inside. And it's it's kind of like, a, you know, he, when you're seeing him in there, you're kind of wondering, like, you know, what's going on in his head? How much mental damage does he have, you know, because of his past and everything like that? It's like he's not – he's there because he – is put he's not there because he was put there he's there because he wants to be there mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and before we go away from Razogul a little bit i have to yeah. reference this again because he had this line in the movie Uh-oh. where he talked about you know his great love was taken from him oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so every time he, every time liam neeson says the word taken in any movie you're just gonna die or you i'm know? just gonna it's, be like it's gonna crack up <laughs> i mean it could be this the, the most serious thing and he's like you've been taken <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. But I just I thought about that and how before he became Ra's al Ghul, he was the guy from Taken. He was. <laughs> and then he just became Ra's al Ghul afterwards. Oh my God. So it all connects up. But <laughs> I really liked in this movie, too, you know, every Batman movie seems to have to do this. But, you know, it references him as a kid, um, you know, losing his parents. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, w- with Batman Begins, it was expected. Yeah. But I thought this was the best visual, like on-film portrayal of of what happened to his parents, as well as um, why we would care. In the short amount of time that you were with Thomas and Martha Wayne, mm-hmm. you cared about Thomas for sure. Martha, I, I didn't really feel anything for. You don't but see her too much. You're right. Yeah, she doesn't have any lines or anything that I can really remember. But you feel for Thomas because they make him a doctor. He's not typically a doctor in comics, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. They make him a doctor. And they have these great little things where he goes and he helps his son and he does. Mm-hmm. He's the picture picturesque father. Right. Right. And it seems like everybody you can tell the way that the, when they refer to him, even after he's dead, everybody had this great opinion of him because mm-hmm. he was a great person. He really wanted to help the city, mm-hmm. and it was a big tragedy that he was that he was shot. And I don't know if I didn't pick this up before, but in this viewing, I honestly picked up. I think for the first time is that. You know, he was talking about the league has done this before. We tried economics in the past, mm-hmm. and that it was, you know, people were in the city were more resourceful than we thought they would be. And his parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne, stopped the league from destroying the city before by that route. So, you know, then you kind of think about that and how that was, you know, that will just bolster him to make sure that he doesn't let this happen again. Absolutely. Really well done. Really awesome storytelling. And I do like. And he was kind of just like a side villain character, but uh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yeah. I mean, he's he's in all the movies. I think he's in the second one, too. I can't remember, but I think he is. Just like a cameo. Yeah, and at the very beginning. In, yep, and then he's in Rise. And then he's in Rise. Uh, Rises. And Cillian Murphy does a really good job as Dr. Crane. Like, completely awesome casting for Cillian Murphy. And one thing that you'll notice, too, because we're, after we discuss the Dark Knight movies... Um, we're going to discuss The Martian, and then we're going to do one more Nolan film with Inception, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. One thing you'll notice with these movies is that he casts the same people a lot in he a does. lot of his movies. He does. And, I mean, it's got to be... Do you think it's because they work well together, or do you think it's because of the way that they look, they fit with the type of tone that Nolan usually goes for in his films? It could be that, but it could honestly be that he... You know, he has actors that he likes, that he works mm-hmm. with, that he respects. And I think that they have a mutual respect for him yep. um, as a director. So I think that they just build a, a good relationship and rapport. Like, I, I'm pretty much sure that Michael Caine is in all of Nolan's movies. Um, Christian Bale was in, you know, The Illusionist, I think it was, before this. The Prestige. The Prestige, that's right. Yep. Um, and, you know, Michael Caine was also in Interstellar later mm-hmm. on. and. Uh, it's just really I think that that strong cast they're all people that 
I would watch and I like to watch. Oh, Morgan thought, Freeman's in them and everything. I, I couldn't good. have cast this any better. Yeah. So let's ask uh, Christian Mills Batman. What do you think? I, li- I like him. I, I, I don't have an issue with him. What do you think of his... A little over the top, right? But, I mean, at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could have easily has had been a, like a voice modulator or something. I don't right, know which is said. what I want them to do in a new movie with Affleck. I want him a voice modulator. Yeah. But as these movies got, you know, progressed on, I think he kind of delves deeper into his gravel voice. He does. He's like... <laughs> Sounds like a dog at one point. Yeah, it gets it. Yeah, it gets a little. I don't know. You can. It, it's just the way that he has to use like his mouth and stuff like that when he's saying it. You can tell that it's just it's just way over the top. Yeah, e- even doing that with what I did here, like my throat already feels it. Yeah. So I'm sure he was sucking on lozenges like every day. Yeah, and it's like at one point, most of the people that he's around, like towards the end of the trilogy know who he is mm-hmm. but yet yeah. still when the mask was on it's like no i'm gonna do this voice yeah exactly that's funny but yeah. so i think that christian bale did does a pretty good job as batman mm-hmm. uh he does a decent job as bruce wayne i think he's more batman than bruce wayne that casting. was one of the things that nolan said because i don't know fun fact i don't know if you knew cillian murphy was actually up for the role of bruce wayne as well as heath ledger so interesting um and and Nolan said that the reason that he casted Christian Bale was because he said other actors might have been able to portray a great Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. or a great Batman, but Christian could, he felt, could play both sides real well in the same scene. Hmm. So That's pretty cool. Not that you technically need the same person in the right. bat suit. I mean, all you see is his mouth and, you uh-huh. know, but... Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it speaks volumes to, you know, have... I think you could look at this movie and do it with either Heath or uh, Cillian as the main role. Yeah. Because they they would both do really well. They have the look mm-hmm. of yeah. But I think that the way that he did it with the casting for Doctor Crane for Cillian and or Cillian in this movie was mm-hmm. was really good. And I think if you if you fix up Chris uh, not Christian Bale if you Heath fix up Cillian Murphy or Heath Ledger I think they'd look too nice to be a Batman and mm-hmm. and Christian Bale kind of has like a dark look about him. I mean, obviously, we all saw The Machinist and American Psycho and things like that, mm-hmm. but uh, he's kind of got a, a, a dark look about him. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah. So, one more piece of casting that I kind of want to talk about, mm-hmm. because next week we'll have a different actress for this role, and that's for Rachel. D- Looking at this movie, would you have recast her? And I don't know the story behind why she was recast, because I thought she did fine in this movie. It wasn't a... From what I, okay, so the answer to your question is no. I I would not have recast her. I thought Katie Holmes did a fine job. Um, she's from what they're I don't know. She's more a damsel in distress in this movie, right? Not really. She's pretty pretty strong willed. Maybe I'm just there's only on Katie Holmes a little bit. <laughs> there's only one scene where she may have been, but she always kind of w- was ready to fight on her own. I get more of the strong. You know, I'm a assistant DA type vibe from Maggie that we'll talk about next week than I do from Katie. But for some reason, I like Katie Holmes's portrayal of Rachel better. Yeah. Um, and, and I think from what I read, I remember that the reason that it was recast was just because Katie Holmes had other obligations at the time she couldn't commit. Okay. Um, yeah. Plus, it wasn't received very well. If she had known how big it was going to be, I think the, the decision might have been a little bit different. But Could be. The, the Batman Begins wasn't received as well. Yeah, and, you know, in, in retrospect, it's it's hard to see why. I mean, honestly, like we've talked about now. It's hard now, to see it's... why now, but I don't know. I don't think people were in this superhero film mindset in 2005, 2005, 10 years ago. Nobody was thinking about in a you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe or a DC Universe or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. in in film. So, well, I think this was about the year or maybe the year before um, Iron Man, right? Iron Man, yeah. So I mean, it was about to kick off in a big way, and this is one of the of and the leaders of this. You can tell that the Dark Knight benefited from that as well. Mm-hmm. Just it got people in that superhero movie mindset because I mean, they saw what had happened before and all the. The atrocities that Schumacher committed, and but now that Nolan was able to bring it back into the, yeah. the universe was good. So, 
unless you have anything further to say about the begins of Batman. God, I have so much to say about Batman, but it's it's not anything that can't be brought up and discussed uh, next week as well as we as we get a little more in depth in the the Dark Knight. Yeah. So next week we will be discussing the Dark Knight, which is impeccable as a movie. I'll just lead off with that. It's we might I'm have looking... to split it up into two podcasts: <laughs> one about the Joker and then one about, about the, the actual movie. movie yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, just to talk about that film is going to be really fun next week because uh, I, I can't wait to watch it again, honestly. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch it tonight and then watch it again later. but And, and you'd be entertained both times yeah. either way. It doesn't matter when you watch it. Yeah. So, dear listener, if you have not watched The Dark Knight, please do so. It is yes. amazing. And if you haven't seen The Batman Begins or if you haven't seen it in a while, I encourage you to go back and take another look at it because... I was surprised I enjoyed it better this time than I had before. Absolutely. And that's I I don't remember liking it that much the first time. So And I think most people had the same reaction that we did. So if if you've seen The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises and you're like, "Oh man, those were two really good movies and Batman Begins was kind of an afterthought." Take a chance and go back and rewatch it and you'll you'll be satisfied. Satisfied. Positively surprised. <laughs> Positively surprised. Nice. So that'll uh, conclude our thoughts on Batman this week. We'll be talking about Dark Knight next week. It'll be amazing, I'm sure. Um, And for those of you that have been doing the required things for the entertaining code, uh, to continue to enter to win that, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at EntertainingPod, and send us a tweet with anything that you would like. Just include the hashtag EntertainingCode. So hashtag EntertainingCode. And since it's Star Wars season... This, While the, also still being Madden season. Oh, Star, Star Wars season supersedes Madden season. I'm sorry. Uh, since it is Star Wars season, the entertaining code that I will be giving away will be Star Wars. It'll be, um, I'm not sure which game, but it will be a Star Wars game on PC via Steam. So it'll be a Steam code for you to redeem. So to enter to win that, just you know, follow us on Twitter. Interact with us, send us an email, whatever. Um, but follow us on Twitter at Entertaining Code. Ah, blah. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Entertaining Pod. And if you want to make sure that you are entered in to win the code, tweet us with hashtag Entertaining Code and whatever else you want to say. Question for you, Alex. Okay. And for the listeners, dear listeners. What were your initial expectations for Batman Begins? After coming from the Shoemaker films, you talking all the way back before I first saw it? Yeah, if you can, if you can remember back that far, when you when you heard that they were making a new Batman movie, and the last one you saw was with Mister Freeze and all that mess, what were you expecting? I kind of expected something along similar lines, right? Because the like I said at that point, we had never seen Batman in a light like this. So, will I watch it because it's Batman? Yes, but. This took it to a whole new level, in a good way, for me at least. It's much more realistic, and it, to be honest, it's kind of hard to go back and watch those other films about, you know, those other Batman films now. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you go back with the mindset of it's a completely different age and time set and everything right. is different and at that point. Right, it's supposed to be a little more lighthearted, yes. But when I want to watch a Batman film, right. these are the, the movies that I look to. Exactly. So, dear listener, what do you think? What were your initial expectations for Batman Begins when you heard that they were making it coming from the Schumacher films? Uh, I want to give a shout-out again, uh, continuing on the Star Wars tip, to Holocron Council. Uh, we did record and release a new episode recently, and we will be doing so again in the near future. So if you're looking for some Star Wars comic talk, uh, which is all new canon, by the way, so it all, it all could be referenced or referred to in Episode 7, uh, give us a listen over the Holocron Council. We welcome your feedback and ears. Again, you can contact the show at EntertainingPod on Twitter. You can send us an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. Alex is on Twitter. I am on Twitter, at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. My yeah. Xbox Live gamer tag is the same. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want Minus wanted, the at sign. <laughs> if you wanted to find Alex on Xbox and play Destiny with him or yes. challenge his bears in a match of... Yes. <laughs> just don't play as the Raiders. You might, just you don't, might cry. Yeah, please. Or the Seahawks. <laughs> Apparently, those are my two weaknesses. <laughs> oh, the Rams will be a weakness, too. We'll talk about that oh later. Oh, boy. <laughs> Trash Hawks coming out now, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, boy. 
So you can also follow me on Twitter if you would so like to do so, at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. I tweet about entertaining things, hopefully, as well as Star Wars and an occasional dog picture or two. And stuff that I've collected on Force Friday. You can take a look at some of my haul uh, on there as well from the collection that I attained. So that'll do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained.